Hi, and welcome to part two of GLS TV mini series on the history of Rangers and significant uh, periods and events in, in the 150th year of our fantastic club. Here once again with uh, David Heard. Uh, if you haven't heard the first the first instalment, please have a listen to it. It was absolutely fascinating. Uh, David, I'll hand over to you in a wee second, but we discussed uh, some fantastic strikers and history of Rangers. And uh, there was a couple, I've got to say, it was absolutely fascinating for me because as much as I shouldn't say this, there was there was one or two that I wasn't overly familiar with. So, uh, David, just want to give a very quick recap on the kind of the strikers you mentioned, just very quickly, just to... Uh, just to go over yeah, it, yeah uh, sure um, and then we can move on yeah in the first part I, I tried to concentrate on on uh, the distant past if you like so I talked to because like R.C. Hamilton John McPherson uh, Willie Reid Jimmy Fleming Jimmy Smith so all players who were really before World War 2 some of them before World War 1 who had incredible goal scoring records and who probably need to be better recognised as part of the 150th celebration absolutely uh, so, for those of you that haven't uh, haven't listened to it yet, uh, please do because you'll find it absolutely fascinating. So, on to tonight's topic, David. Do you want to let, let the listeners know what we're going to be talking about tonight? Yeah, well, this one's a wee bit more a wee bit more up to date. If you like, um, one of one of my favourite memories in watching Rangers for a long time is our record in the League Cup. Some of my favourite games ever were, were, were games in the League Cup competition. Yeah, and Rangers are the. Rangers are the kings of the League Cup. Rangers have won it 27 times, which is more often than anyone else. And uh, I was, I, th- I thought, an idea to do a programme just dedicated to our record in the, in the League Cup competition. Brilliant. Okay, so sounds great. So let's get started. What would you like to talk about first? Well, we'll go back to, we'll go back to the start. Um, yeah. So if you like, up until World War II, there wasn't a League Cup. There was just the, the two major main national competitions. And during yeah. during the World War Two, the Scottish Cup got stopped because of uh, travel restrictions. So there weren't any national yeah. competitions. They were regionalised. And so they created this thing called the Southern League Cup, which Rangers won quite a few times. Okay. Um, and when the, when the war ended, there was so much interest in football that the, the authorities in Scotland decided to keep this, league, this Southern League Cup at but widen out to the whole country and it became the League Cup. Um, you know what? Like, that's even that, like, I, 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 again, I'm totally honest in situations like this. I, I was not aware of that. So, this is why this is, this is absolutely fascinating for me to well, I, off because the things that I'm learning is phenomenal. Aberdeen supporters are really cheesed off, actually, the, the, the one, the historic ones, because uh, Aberdeen won. Don't ask me. Don't don't get me to explain why they were in the Southern League Cup, but they were in the last Southern yeah. League. Cup. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit of a that's another story completely. But they actually beat Rangers in the final in the last right. Southern League Cup. They beat the three two, and okay. um, they th- and with the league with the war ending, they thought they were going to keep the trophy. Oh, but but uh, there, there was a, another competition to celebrate the end of World War Two, which is called the Victory Cup. Right, okay. the, the SFA used the same trophy as the Southern League Cup, so they took it back off Aberdeen, and, and, <laughs> and Rangers won it. Rangers beat Hibs in the final, and so wait, so what was the Southern League Cup became the Victory Cup, and it's still in the Rangers Trophy room. Um, oh, yeah. So the Absolutely. the new competition, the, the Scottish League Cup, <clears throat> the trophy was um, donated. I think it was a director for, for Clyde. Clyde were the Scottish Cup holders at the time. They they won the last yeah. Scottish Cup before the war, and I'm sure one of their directors donated this new trophy. 
right? It's, I don't know if you've ever noticed that the League Cup's actually a very unique trophy. It's almost there's nothing like it, but it's it's really unusual. It's got three handles. If you've ever noticed, the League Cup's got three handles. Do you know? Do you know what? It's, it's one of the very few trophies in, in, in world football that's got three trophies. Three now handles. that you mention it, yes, <laughs> not 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 until you'd mentioned it there, but yeah, yeah. It's funny enough that the English League Cup's one of the other ones. It's, it's got three handles as well, but it came along later on. So anyway, the, the very first the very first League Cup came along in the the first season after uh, World War Two ended, which was 1946, 47. Um, so the very first League Cup, the very first League Cup game Rangers played in September 1946. Uh, they beat St Mirren 4-0. So the first ever goal scorer in the League Cup for Rangers was actually a defender. It was Sammy Cox, the famous uh, player for the Iron Curtain. Yep. Anyway, Rangers got to the, the semi-final and they drew Hibs. Now, anyone that knows about post-World War II Scottish football history knows that Rangers and Hibs were the two top teams in the country then. Hibs had the famous five forward line. Rangers had the iron cutting defence. Um, the two of them were the best teams in the country. Um, they were first and second in the league. Um, Hibs actually knocked us out the Scottish Cup two weeks before we played them in that semi-final at Hamden. Right. And... The, the attendance for the semi-final was 125,000, um, which now, was the first, the first of these huge post-war attendances uh, for you, cup ties in Scotland. Would you have any idea on, you know, the kind of split in that, or is that kind of unknown? Would there be like, you know, tens of thousands of Hibs fans, or would it be predominantly Rangers fans? You're probably talking three quarters at least. Yeah. Would be Rangers supporters. Um, so you, I'd be guessing, I, I, I would be surprised if there was less than, 85,000 Rangers supporters there. Makes sense. I'd be, I'd be surprised. Uh, so we, we played Hibs in the semi-final. It was seen as kind of the final before the final. Okay. We beat them 3-1. We beat them 3-1. But one of the... The, the only sort of thing that happened that was unfortunate that day is that our great winger, Willie Waddle, got injured, which meant he missed the final because the final was played just a couple of weeks later. And it was against Aberdeen. Aberdeen, who... Still with this grudge about, about not having the, 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 the old trophy. I believe um, they've had a grudge for about 100 years. <laughs> this, this is very true. It <laughs> doesn't, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so we played Aberdeen in the very first League Cup final. Um, and it was it was an absolute horrendous day weather-wise. There was an absolute gale blowing. It was pouring with rain. There was 120,000 tickets sold, but only 85,000 people turned up. So there was almost lots of folk looked out the window that day and just said, no, I'm not going. So 85,000 was the first ever crowd at the League Cup final. Um, Aberdeen's captain made the biggest mistake of his life and chose to play against the wind in the first half. And Rangers absolutely battered them in the first half. Um, There's a, a great Rangers player from the before and after the war, Tori Gillick. Uh, he was selected to play that day, even though his father died the, the day before. So Bill, Bill Struth left the decision up to Tori Gillick whether he was fit to play in the game or not, and he, he said he yeah. wanted to play. And Tori Gillick actually scored the first goal. So he, he's, he was the first player ever to score in a, in a Scottish League Cup final. What, what, it was 3-0 but half-time. 3-0 but half-time. It ended up 4-0. Rangers won easily. Uh, Billy Williamson scored and Jimmy Duncanson scored twice. So Rangers became the first ever League Cup winners. Jock Shaw became the first captain to lift the League Cup at Hamden. So when I talk about Rangers being the kings of the League Cup, you're talking about right from the very first tournament. Yeah, 
set the set the example. And you know, at, at the start at the start of the program, you did see Rangers Rangers won twenty seven times. Uh, that I yeah. guess that you know a lot of that has to do with the fact that it wasn't created until nineteen forty six. So you know, there, there might be some listeners, there might be some listeners out there that might might not know that. So again, absolutely fascinating. Okay, so I'm, I'll, I'll very quickly just go through. We uh, we cut ones. I'll, I'll talk about some in more detail, and I'll just skip over because there's too many to talk about. That's okay. Um, then the next one, two years later, um, and what was what was significant about the win in forty eight forty nine was it was the first leg of the first ever treble. So forty eight forty nine was Rangers' first ever treble. Obviously, you couldn't win the treble till there was a league cup. So, yeah. Um, nineteen forty eight forty nine, they beat Wraith Rovers in the final. Um, Wraith Rovers were actually a, a second division team then, and apparently all the reports of the game were that um, if it wasn't for Bobby Brown, the Rangers goalkeeper, Wraith Rovers would have been. Leading at half time, really. But obviously, Rangers must have got their act together in the second half. And Tory Gillick again opened the scoring, so he, he opened the scoring in both the League Cup wins in the forty. Some record in these finals. <laughs> he did. And the other thing about that game was Willie Waddle again got injured just before it and again missed it, which meant that the great player that he was with all the medals that he won, he actually never won the League Cup. And I'll get back to Willie Waddle because um, he eventually. Was the manager and probably my favourite ever okay. League Cup final. Did he win? So, did he win any? Did he win the League Cup under? Uh, did, we, did, we win, did we win any under his management? Yes, yes, we won. We won it okay. once under his management, and I'll I'll get to that one in a, in a little while. So, believe it or not, Rangers then didn't win it again until 1960. Okay, so that's about 11 years then. They went. They went a long time without winning it. The 50s were looking strange in terms of cup competitions because um, Rangers didn't win the League Cup at all. Um, they got to two finals and lost in both. The one against Celtic, I'm not even going to talk no, about too much. Yeah, it was a scoreline. It was it was a scoreline that <laughs> my, my dad still had nightmares about for the rest of his, the rest of his career, the rest of his life. Um, the, and they, they won the Scottish Cup in fifteen fifty three and didn't win it again in the fifties either, despite the fact they won quite a lot of league championships. So for some strange reason, they didn't win any cup competitions for nineteen fifty three. Right up to the, the end of the 50s. But anyway, 19, in 1960, they eventually brought the League Cup back for the third time. And the strange thing about that was Rangers weren't the first team to win the League Cup three times. Uh, it would be a cracking pub quiz question, actually. Who is the first team to have won the League Cup three times? Because uh, okay, it's not so Rangers, I'll it's not Celtic. I, I'll have a guess. So you've mentioned that, you mentioned Hibs were a great team, so I'll go I'll pop for Hibs. Believe it or not, the answer is East Fife. Oh, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Uh, East Fife won it, won it three times. Um, if I'm, I think I'm right in saying Scott Simon, great Rangers manager, was the manager for one of them. And I think Jerry Dawson, the old goalkeeper, the Rangers was the man for one of them as well. Yeah, um, that, well, anyway, that is, they won it three times. They won it that three is times. definitely a great, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be a feature of some quizzes, I think. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. So anyway, we, we won it in 1968. And this time, Willie Waddle was the manager of Kilmarnock, who we played in the final. So his luck continued right. in the competition by Rangers huh. beating them. Um, so we beat them. Two, we had actually beaten them in the Scottish Cup final earlier that year, also by two nothing. Yeah. Um, probably the the big thing for that that tournament um, was the League Cup in the day started with, a, a, with groups with sections, and Rangers quite often would play Celtic in the sections. See, I have Celtic. seen that. 
Uh, I've yeah. seen that in old kind of you know old Aiden Times book or you know the We Red Book, and I've seen that in, in in documentaries and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. So in in that particular season, Celtic won at Ibrox early on in the group, and Rangers then get beat again. At, I think it was at Thurlanock. And Celtic only needed one point for the last two games to knock Rangers out. Um, they then get beat at home by Partick Thistle, who were managed by the great Wally Woodburn. Not uh, Wally Thornton, should I say. Wally Thornton, the old Rangers centre-forward. Yeah. Which meant the last game against Rangers, the winner qualified. Celtic were one up at half-time at Parkhead and Rangers won 2-1 um, and eventually yeah. won the trophy. So... That was Great, the start. Of there's going to be a lot of people out there happy with that little tidbit of information about <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah, Harold Davis scored in that game, if I remember right. So they won it in 1960, and then the following season they retained it for the first time. And the one and only time they won it in a replay in the final, they beat Hearts in the final. Uh, that game was was famous at the time because it was played in a, a very foggy day at Hamden on a Monday, Monday night. Um, and there was, there was only there was less than 50,000 people turned up at it because most people thought the game was going to be off. <laughs> um, Rangers beat them 3-1. Um, Jimmy Miller, Ralph Brandon, Ian McMillan scored in the games. So that took us through to the next time we won it, which is the, probably the next one. I, I was going to talk about in a wee bit more detail. was 1963-64 season. That okay. was the second time Rangers won the treble. Um, the, the iconic team of the early 60s. Obviously. You know, Jim Baxter, Ralph Brand, David Wilson, etc. Um, Some of these names, it's just hearing names in the same team, you know. It's yeah. yeah. Um, well, actually, there was a young centre-forward came into the team at, at near the start of that season called Jim Forrest, who I briefly mentioned in the goal-scoring yes. uh, programme last night. Jim Forrest had an absolutely incredible goal-scoring record in the League Cup. He had an incredible goal-scoring record, full stop, but his, his League Cup record was absolutely amazing. In 1963-64, uh, Rangers played 10 League Cup games. Jim Forrest scored 16 goals. What a record. And of those 16 goals, he scored four of them in the final. He's the only player ever to score more than three goals in a League Cup final. Uh, they beat Morton 5-0 in the final. Jim Forrest got four of them all in the second half. And the other goal scorer, which is probably the old quiz question as well, was his cousin. Chap called Alec Willoughby. Oh, really? He wasn't a regular on the team at that time. He, he became more of a regular later in the sixties. Uh, he was still a teenager at the time. Um, so Jim Jim Forrest wrote his name all over the nineteen sixty three sixty four league cup. And uh, Rangers, uh, such was their dominance in, in Scottish football that season. They played Celtic five times that season, and they yeah. won all five of them. They beat them twice in the league cup section. They beat them twice in the league and they knocked them out of the Scottish Cup the quarterfinal. So Rangers absolutely owned Celtic that season. That so sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> and then the following season, uh, Rangers and Celtic got to the, the final, 1964-65. Uh, Rangers won 2-1 and you'll never guess who scored both goals. It was Jim Forrest again. Okay. So Jim Forrest in two League Cup finals had scored six times. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like taking part in your quizzes, David. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Um, he, he scored twice. Um, that game was probably remembered for the fact of who the Rangers captain was, because it's not a player that people associated with captain being a captain. Uh, Jim Baxter was the Rangers captain the day they beat Celtic in the 1964 right. League Cup final. Uh, Eric Caldo came back into the team after injury, but Baxter kept the captaincy. He'd been given it not long before. Um, 
which that was his last season before he before he left the season that he broke he ended up breaking his leg. Mm. I talked about Jim Forrest there. He scored sixteen and ten the previous season. This in this particular season there was ten games again. This time he scored seventeen goals. He just, it's right just right it was right ridiculous, then. isn't it? And yeah. actually, that was the season that uh, Forrest uh, broke the Rangers' all-time goal-scoring record for a single season. He scored fifty-six goals. Fifty-six uh, goals. Uh, you, you just, I think that number of goals is, is hard to even comprehend. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, fifty-six I, 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 goals. And Rangers and Rangers didn't win anything apart from the league cup. They finished fifth in the league, believe it or not, despite the fact all the goals he scored. Fifth, fifth in the league, and you've got, I get, you've got. Forest scoring 56 goals, that is. It must, must have been some league championship that year. Well, that was the year that um, Wally Waddle uh, was the manager of the Kilmarnock team that won it. Kilmarnock won the league that year. They won it in goal average in the very last day of the season. Goal average, sorry, you say? Goal, goal, it was called goal average back then, yeah. It was, uh, you, you didn't subtract the goals, you divided it. You divided, the, oh, right, okay. you divided the goals for by the goals against to give you an average and Kilmarnock won it in the last day by beating Hearts and Hearts finished second. That's, that's another good bit of information. That's another one. <laughs> that's definitely yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm stuffing up these pump questions. <laughs> okay, so, so that then took you to the period that Celtic started dominating. So um, Jock Steen became the Celtic manager. They, they started winning far too much. And this was the time that the young David Heard started going to football, actually. Right. In the, late, in the late 60s, unfortunately, I kept watching Celtic win and everything. So I'm then going to go to season 1970 71, so, which is the 1970 League Cup campaign. Yep. Yeah. By that time, the Rangers manager was, was Wally Waddle. Okay. He'd taken over for David White. Um, and Rangers got to the final that year where they played Celtic. Now, Celtic had won the last five League Cups, they had won the last five League Championships. They had won the European Cup. They got to another European Cup final. They'd won two trebles. Let's just say that they were uh, the dominant team of the time. Um, Rangers were very much the underdogs in the game. Um, Celtic had knocked us out various cups over the previous few years. Yeah. Um, and when the teams were announced, even less confidence was in the Rangers' end because there was two real shocks for the Rangers supporters. The first one was that John Gregg was injured and wasn't playing, so the captain was going to miss the game, okay. which meant Ronnie McKinnon became the captain for the day. And the second surprise was that a 16-year-old called Derek Johnson was selected to play up front beside Colin Steen. Okay, yeah. Okay. Derek Johnson had only ever played one game for the first team, and it was against Cowden Beast, so he didn't exactly have a... Do you, have a do you remember the... Sorry, David. Do you, do you remember the circumstances around why he was picked? Was it injuries, or was he just was he doing really well, or was it was it injuries? He, or? he, he played in he played in the, this game against Cowden Beath a couple of weeks before. It scored twice in his debut. And he beat Cowden Beath five 0 Okay. Um, with with Greg not playing, he moved Alfie Conforler back in the team, um, which left us at a space at what inside forward or. Anyway, he decided Derek, to bring Derek Johnson in. Um, Wally Waddle always said that he, he had Derek Johnson in mind as soon as he saw him in the Cowden Beath game. But he didn't play him after that, if you know what I mean, until, this, until the cup final. So yeah. whether he would have played if John Gregg had been fit, I think that's debatable. But he played. And it's, 
certainly to folk my age, it's probably the most famous League Cup final of all. Because well, uh, just, be- just, just before half time, Willie Johnson crossed the ball in. 16 year old Derek Johnson got up in between Billy McNeil and, and Jim Craig and headed it right in the bottom corner of the net for the only goal of the game. Um, Rangers won 1 nothing. The goal scorer was 16 year old and a legend was born, basically. Um, Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 a it's a fairy tale story, and uh, you know, fair fair play, fair play. Yeah, you're very young. Very and actually, the, there's 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 one other memory I've got of that game. I I didn't go to that game. I was still too young. Uh, it was another couple of years before I went to a Rangers Celtic game. But I remember seeing it on the television, and uh, right at the end of the game, Willie Johnson got the ball out in the wing, and he sat on it. <laughs> to, take the, to take the piss of the Celtic player. And I, I always remember. For some reason, I always remember that. Yes, um, seen this, yeah, this. he this. He done it against Bayern Munich, actually, as well, in 1972, at the Ibrox in the semi-final. Um, but anyway, it, big DJ. Big DJ became my absolute idol in the 1970s. I, I briefly mentioned him in the goal-scoring uh, yeah. programme, uh, the last one we did. Um, 16 years old, he scored a run in the Scottish Cup in the League Cup final against Celtic. Later that season, at the age of 17, he scored again against Celtic in the Scottish Cup final. And within two years, he had won the European Cup Winners' Cup playing as a centre-half, and he was still only 18. I just think... It's phenomenal. I mean, could you imagine... Could you imagine... Can't you know, begin to imagine you know, anything that'll ever happen again. Yeah, could you imagine, you know, say, for example, you know, we are, we are missing, not to drag up, you know, obviously the European run, but we, we are missing, obviously, a forward line for... You know, semi-finals, finally for the Europa League. Imagine, you know, we, we brought mm. in a defender and then played a defender up front. Uh, you know, it's the equivalent of that kind of story. So I, he, he did start as he did start as a forward in the in the, in the first team. Uh, he moved he moved back. In fact, the crazy one of the crazy stats for Derek Johnson is he's got more caps as a defender than he's got as a forward, which, which is just absolutely bonkers considering how good a forward he was. No, I, I, I was ignorant of that as well. So yeah, that's something I would not have known. That's just crazy to me. I mean, he became the the top Rangers goal scorer post. What was it like? What was it like as a defender? Do you remember? He was absolutely brilliant. He was an absolutely brilliant defender. He, he could read the game so well. He was so good in the air. He was quick. Um, he actually he was he was he was pro- <laughs> if he hadn't been such a good centre forward, he, he might have been the Rangers. He might we, we might never have seen like so Colin Jackson and Tom Poseidon for that because he would he would he would have been. <laughs> You know, obviously, I, I, my, my first started going to the games regularly in the 90s. Uh, you know, early 90s when we started, we obviously we were, we were going to was nine in a row and we had players like, you know, I was you know, my first regular season with my dad and my brother was kind of like McCoy Celtic partnership getting formed because of my age, etc. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to to, to, to to grow up going to the games to see players like Loudrop, etc. But you couldn't, yep. imagine, you couldn't imagine a player like Brian Loudrop, you know, playing, you know, winger, you know, left midfield, whatever, and then the next game, set a half. I'll tell you something else, just before I move on, this, um, when Rangers finally did win the league championship again in 1974-75, they stopped Celtic doing 10 in a row. Derek Johnson was as good a player as anybody that season, and he actually played in midfield. He didn't, he didn't play either. <laughs> <up front. laughs> That's how good he was. He could play anywhere. I could, I could do nice. a whole programme about him. I, I just loved the guy. I love that's inc- I, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, 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 I have heard you know little bits here and there from you know my, my grandfather before he passed away, my uncle before he passed away, but my, obviously my dad as well saying that 
you know, I have I have heard have it briefly mentioned that he did play a few games, but I was always, I was just under the impression there was better a few games here and there, but obviously not. Oh no, he, if, if Johnson had played up front in his entire Rangers career, I think he'd have scored more goals than Armand Post. Yeah, I think so. I think so. He scored. I can't remember who it was. 230, 240 goals. Um, and he was, he was, he was on the decline. And he was only about twenty-five or twenty-six year old. Um, it's crazy. Uh, he, he, was, he was phenomenal. He, he, he must have played a third of his career as a defender, another season or thereabouts as a midfield player, and yet he, he still broke the post-war goal-scoring record for Rangers. Incredible. Do you think maybe that's why he did decline a little bit early because he was playing so many different positions, or was it just? Ah, I, I, I just don't think he had the discipline to keep fat. To be honest with you, I think. Okay. <laughs> Jock, I think I think Jock Wallace leaving was the was the, the worst thing that could happen to him. I don't think uh, I think Wallace kept him kept him in the straight and narrow. And I don't think John Gregg did. Okay. That's just my opinion. Some of the stories have heard about that as well, but oh, uh, but I, I, that's that's an incredible story. And for a guy sixteen, you know, obviously, I mean, the crowd then would have been. Double what it is these days. At least you're talking. I've been out. Well, actually, that that 1970 final was the last League Cup final to have a hundred thousand odd crowd. Uh, that, the, yeah, for a young guy, again, brilliant. So again, just for a young guy, 16 years of age, he's only played. You know, counted base, not exactly Celtic. Uh, he's obviously scored a couple of goals then, but we're given that opportunity then to score that. The, the, not only a goal, but but the only goal and winning goal. It is literally, mm-hmm. it is literally, a, it's literally a dream, isn't it? Yep. So I'll very I'll very quickly just fly through another few old finals. So yeah. in the seventies we, we won two trebles. Um and they were the next two league cups that we won in yeah. nineteen seventy five and nineteen seventy-eight. Um both of them we beat Celtic in the final. The first yeah. one was a quite famous Alan McDonald diving header. That was yeah. that was the first one I was ever at. So that was the first league cup final I was ever at. Uh but probably the, the second one of those trebles was was the the team that I preferred watching, which was the, the team that uh, David Cooper, Bobby Russell and Gordon Smith came into in 1977, 78. Uh, Just seen the most, you see the noise names, David, got a wee shiver there. I know, I know. Well, when, um, when we beat Celtic in the 78-78 final, or 77-78 season final, yeah. it was two of the new signings that scored. So David Cooper scored the opener. And that was the first of his seven League Cup winning medals, which was, which was a record. There's a certain Mr. McCoy ended up breaking it, but that was a record. Um, and he scored in four different finals, Cooper as well, which is no bad for a winger. Uh, and Gordon Smith got the winner right at the end, extra two minutes for the end, of extra time. Yeah, a diving header. Oh, yeah. So uh, they were the two treble 70s finals under Jock Wallace. Jock Wallace then left, and John Gregg's first trophy as manager was the League Cup final the following season when we beat Aberdeen. Um, and there's the, the rivalry with Aberdeen is pretty poisonous these days. Um, oh, as for their, their, from them yeah, towards us, not us towards them. Yeah. Um, I think that's the day it started. That, oh, that League Cup final. That League Cup final, 1978, 79. Uh, Aberdeen were one up. Um, the goalkeeper, Bobby Clark, picked up an injury, which is unfortunate for them. Uh, Alec McDonald scored with a goal for about 20 odd yards. Um, about 15 minutes to go, I think it would have been. Yeah. Made it one each. And then just after that, uh, Aberdeen got a player called Doug Rugby sent off. He was a big cart horse, a defender. Um, him and Derek Johnson went up for a high ball and he elbowed Johnson in the face. Um, denied, he denied it. TV pictures didn't really 
she won't one way or the other. But Alec Ferguson, who was the new manager of them at the time, that was his first season as a manager at Aberdeen. He was in the touchline going absolutely crazy, going berserk about it. And all the stuff after it was all about how um, referees are on Rangers' side and Aberdeen get cheated. And we, we you know, we, we, we need 12 players to, we're, we're playing yeah. against 12 players every time we play against Rangers and all that. He started all this, he stoked all this stuff up again when we yeah. just played Aberdeen. And up until we played them that time, I always thought it was a pretty friendly place to go up to. I used to enjoy going up to Petrodry, but slowly but surely after that, it became it became a pretty horrible place It to makes go. sense. I mean, I've got to be honest, I mean, I just associated it with the whole, like, Neil Simpson and Ian Durant. Uh, oh, that, 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 that took it to another level. That animal tackle on Ian Durant, yeah, but, uh, but it kind of it makes sense. That, level. Yeah, it makes sense that it had been brewing as well. And plus, obviously, uh-huh. don't forget, you had tell us at the start that, you know, they were a bit aggrieved after, you know, they didn't get to keep the trophy uh-huh. as well, so... No, I, I do think Ferguson was the one that stoked it up. I think that that was the day he started it. That was the, that was the game that made him do it to start with. And he, anyway, he got what he deserved, which was Rangers scored in the third minute injury time. I won a beat them two one. Big Colin Jackson scored a to the header. <laughs> beat them two one. That was John Gregg's first trophy as manager. Uh, I'll quickly fly through the eighties. So uh, Dundee United actually won the next two league cups, but they didn't win them at Hamden. They won them both at Dens Park, and then we played them. Hamden the next year they were going for three league cups in a row um, and we beat them 2-1 we were, we were a goal down we were about, only about 12 or 13 minutes to go uh, they had a goal chalked off for offside which I must admit I thought at the time we were a bit lucky but looking back seen it in pictures since there actually was a player offside anyway they were they were one and up and they were the better team to be quite honest with you yeah. and then Mr. Co- Mr. Cooper stepped in got a free kick at the edge of the area and he bent it in the top corner Made it one each, and then another late goal. Ian Red, the late Ian Redford, uh, both the goal scorers for that game. I've tightened it. I think about it. The late Ian Redford um, scored with a chip for the edge of the box in the last minute, lobbed it over the goalie's head for twenty yards. Um, yeah. He'd actually just missed a penalty against the United in the Scottish Cup final just a few months before it as well. So um, that gave him a far better memory. So we beat the United yes. that year. Um, that was John Gregg's last trophy as a manager. By the time we won it again in 1984, Jock Wallace had came back. Right, yeah. And possibly my next favourite, or one of my next favourite League Cup finals was was when we beat Celtic 3-2 in 1984. That was the game that Ali McCoist finally announced himself as a Rangers player. He, he scored all three of them. Uh, I went to get a hat-trick in, in that old final. It's, absolutely. It's, him, and, yeah. him and Jim Forrest are the, the only Rangers players to, to score a hat-trick in the League Cup final. Uh, the first one was a penalty. The second one was a, a long ball. Sandy Clark flicked it on and he, he scored. And then two and a half the Rangers, they, they get two goals. And actually McCoy's gave a penalty away in injury time for their equaliser. And then uh, in extra time, we got another penalty thanks to good old Roy Aiken. He was good. He was always good for a penalty, big Roy Aiken. <laughs> um, he flattened he flattened McCoy's in the box. Uh, McCoy's took the penalty. Pat Bonner saved it and McCoy's put the rebound in. Oh, bro. beat them 3-2. Oh, yeah. And... It's probably it's 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 world famous on YouTube. The the, the Jock Wallace interview about getting the battle fever on. That was for that game. That was yeah. that was him talking about that game pre match. Um, we retained it the next year against the United. A guy called Dean Ferguson that we signed from Dundee scored the only goal. He didn't have the greatest of Rangers careers. He scored. He cost quite a bit of money at the time. Yeah, he was. Was quite. I remember. I remember it was quite a lot of money we paid for him. Yeah, you're right. 
he actually scored a lot of goals against us when he left. <laughs> he played for the United and Motherwell and Hearts. He kept scoring against us. Yeah. Um, so that was Jock Wallace won it for two years in a row. And probably that one is maybe remember Craig Patterson was the captain uh, because John McClellan had fell out with the club. I mean, really? John, John McClellan still played, but he had the captaincy taken off him while he was in dispute with the club about money. And uh, when the cup got handed round with all the players up at the... You know, they're getting the medals. Uh, yeah. McClellan refused to hold the cup up. He just passed it to the next player. And I always, I always remember the crowd cracking up about it. Mm. So that took us to the soonest years, which probably takes you to, you don't really talk history anymore. Um, yeah. I'll just talk... This, 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 this is roughly kind of area that I begin to remember. Yeah. So I'll I'll just talk about the first soonest final and then we'll, we'll wrap it there and... And if you yeah. want, to, if you want to revisit the week up, we can maybe do it in a second program call it the post soonish years or something like that. Yeah, no, um, listen, it's absolutely fascinating. I think you know a lot of people listening to this podcast will probably start to remember from the nineties onwards. So that kind of makes kind of makes sense to bring up bring it up to about here. Yeah, yeah. So soonish revolution, Woods and Butcher arrived, started spending money. Um, it, it was just a different experience completely. So all of a sudden, Rangers were back. Uh, um, the previous League Cup finals, even the one against Celtic in '84, Hamden hadn't sold out. Our end, our end did theirs didn't. But by the time the soonest years came, Hamden was packed. I can't remember, seventy-four thousand yeah. get held in those days. Um, that was the game that soonest um, didn't play. He was he was injured. Um, Ali Dawson played, if I remember rightly, because David McPherson was suspended. Yeah. Um, Derek Ferguson and Ian Durant played in midfield, two teenagers, and they were the two of them were absolutely brilliant. Um, Durant scored the first goal. Um, Brian McClary equalised, and then good old Roy Aiken got us another penalty by bringing Butcher down with five minutes to go. Uh, and Cooper sent Pat Bonner the wrong way. He never looked like missing it. Brilliant, absolutely. And what I remember that that final, and just finish this this little section off. Um, right at the end of the game. Morris Johnson gets sent off. A bless his soul going off, and there was a, all kinds of pandemonium. The referee got hit by a coin for the Celtic supporters. The referee thought it was a Celtic player that happened, and he sent him off as well. I called Tony Shepherd, and then he, he he shouted him back onto the park once the linesman told him it was actually a coin that happened. It wasn't the player. Total pandemonium at the end. Davy Hay, the Celtic manager, in the press afterwards said that he was going to ask the Celtic board if they would leave Scotland and go and play in England because it's the only way they'd be allowed to win things. And oh, the, the crazy thing of that was Celtic were actually the league champions at the time. Anyway, the Rangers <laughs> went, it, was, it was a huge game that uh, it, was, it put a marker down as Rangers were back, won the first trophy under Sunnis, and it, it was the start of some, some glorious years, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, so, yeah absolutely right, yeah. And, uh, you know, so guess, if, uh, if we do... If, if we if we do another League Cup program at any time, I can I can do the games after. I mean, there's there's some classic games after it. You know, like so the, the Aberdeen penalty shootout, the McCoyst overhead kick, the the game against Hearts that Gaza scored two brilliant goals, right through to the the, the St Mirren against Nine Men. I'll tell you, <laughs> um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, very quick, ones. I'll tell you one of very quick, very very quick one of my favourite League Cup memories is my modern one, but Bert Conterman scored that screamer. Absolutely. After. 30 yards and it was yeah. a handling rain so I believe we were down to 10 men that night it was extra time and Conterman who I, I was pillaring all season for making mistakes 
uh, rattled in that goal from the best part of 30 yards and you'd have thought it was like a David Cooper strike or whatever because yes, it was uh, absolutely phenomenal but it was, was, like it, it was at the same end it was at the same yeah. end of Hamden as Cooper's famous free kick and it was almost the same bit of the net that it hit as well yeah um, it was that was a Wednesday night I remember it I was at my fence I was watching it same so that's been absolutely, uh, absolutely fantastic, David. Again, listen, for me, hearing this is absolutely beyond belief because there's a lot of memories and a lot of uh, things that I didn't even know. So uh, I just want to say uh, thanks too much for joining us again uh, no on problem. the GSTV miniseries. You've been with Gordon from the GSTV and a good friend of the show and absolutely fantastic knowledge of Rangers, David Hale. Thanks very much, David, for joining us again. My pleasure, Gordon. Speak to you again soon. Okay. Thanks for listening and stay tuned and please listen to part three coming soon. Thanks very much.